Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Jesse Thorne on a family vacation this weekend, but uh, never fear. Uh, a show is still coming your way. I've got two uh, amazing co-hosts slash guests slash uh, pals with me in the studio. Uh, first, a returning guest uh, who people really enjoyed on her first outing, and I think uh, her second's going to be even better. Uh, a, a a comic, a writer for television, uh, the upcoming NBC show Superstore, uh, Vanessa Ramos. Thanks for having me back, half of Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah, <laughs> this episode will be half as good. Uh, no, I think it'll be... You know what? I think we should shoot for three-fourths as good as a regular Jordan Jessica episode. I can I believe aspire in us. to that, yeah. Yeah, believe in us. Uh, and uh, a first-time guest, somebody we've been wanting to get on the show, and uh, thankfully had the chance to do it this week, uh, one of my uh, co-workers on the At Midnight program and the host of the uh, terrific podcast, the terrific new podcast that you really should be listening to, uh, Doughboys, uh, Nick Weiger. Hi Jordan. Hi Vanessa. Glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, that was a that was a great professional hello. You know that's what I bring to the table. I I'll give a greeting that sounds like it belongs on something that's recorded. Sure. <laughs> that's well. That's 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 all we can hope for. Uh, Nick, I I I genuinely am enjoying your podcast, Doughboys. Uh, it's a podcast about chain restaurants. Yes. Every week, you uh, and your your co-host Mike Mitchell. Go to a chain restaurant uh, with a different comedian and give a give a pretty thorough, earnest review of that chain restaurant. Yeah, I'd say, you know, I, I feel like the earnestness is part of it. And that's part of why we wanted to do this show is that this is something that Mike Mitchell, Mitch and I um, both like care about for whatever dumb reason. <laughs> like it's like we, we didn't want to be like, ah, we're going to fucking shit on Long John Silver's. We're going to show these assholes. Like, we'll show the, the fucking hayseeds we eat at this restaurant. They're, <laughs> they're a bunch of pieces of shit. Um, we, were, we were sort of like, oh, we want to go to these places and try to appreciate what they're doing. And a lot of the times, you know, you were on our episode, our TGI Fridays episode, which was a lot of fun. Um, I, th- I feel like we had a really great experience there. I feel like we went there and we had a, a nice meal and we had a good time. Yeah, the the TGI Fridays was a lot of fun. Um, uh, they had I uh, the my, my I think my main disappointment looking back is that uh, on the TGI Fridays website they were advertising uh, Diddy approved Ciroc cocktails. Yes, uh, I think one was called the Diddy Up that I was uh, looking forward to getting. And when we got there, the the Ciroc cocktails were uh, were not on the menu. Uh, so I'm still a little bit mad about that, but I did like that they had a big Instagram frame that we could hold up and take our picture in. Yeah, we actually we we posted that picture on the the Doughboys Twitter account, and uh, it's it's weird because they have like this this thing. I don't know if it's specific to this TGI Fridays or it's all TGI Fridays locations, but it's like a frame uh, that looks like the Instagram framing of photographs you'll see when you're looking at something in the app. So you hold it up, and then they take a picture of it, and then you put it on Instagram. So it's like your Instagram has an extra physical Instagram frame <laughs> right. inside the photo itself. I think like 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 all corporate social media promotions it has a fundamental misunderstanding of social yeah. media <laughs> like this is the thing you don't need to provide like i could see providing a fun background sure. or something like it would be like if you also like they gave you hashtags or something like that to hold up yeah um uh but yeah still a lot of i you know that's funny i i had been on a kind of self-imposed kfc ban uh 
because I hated their commercials so much. Gotcha. Uh, and it's not something I would eat regularly, but definitely I do enjoy KFC from time to time. I really like the coleslaw. I think that the coleslaw is something that uh, is pretty underrated about there. Um, but they had a campaign for a while that was just hip, uh, racially ambiguous teens goofing around in a KFC, and you're supposed to think it was like a vine. Oh yeah, it was. It was shot as if the guy filming it was uh, was the guy in the commercial. Like it was like he was. You could see like his arm extending to the lens. Yeah, right? is that what I'm thinking of? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, and then it would end with them like holding chicken and doing a dance. And for mm-hmm. some reason, that was so insulting to me that I uh, that even when I was craving KFC, I wouldn't go. Well, it's kind of that abrasive sort of jump cutty style that you'll see in like a, a vlog. Sure. That, that is that you see online. You're just like, oh, this is awful. I don't want to see that. And then it was you were watching an NBA game. It would throw to this commercial and you, you were suddenly confronted with this. And then it was also branded. So I think it was like this extra level of intolerable. Sure. Yeah. And 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 I think just like if you look at vines like if you look at the vines that these are trying to replicate like at some point in the thing like the guys should yell if they're trying to be authentic like the guys should be like dancing around with their drumsticks and then just yell you a fat bitch and slap (laughs) someone in the face because that's how awful those things are yeah and to like do a you know to do a uh, a a clean one of those that can play during a you know nba game in the afternoon is uh, I think an insult to the fine Vine stars that work yeah. hard yeah. to tell everyone that they're the a fat bitch. A <laughs> I yeah, I think so. This Vine feels inauthentic because it doesn't have a frat guy doing a gay character that would have been offensive in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> right. That would make the producers of Mad TV say, that's a little much. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, so Vanessa, you are from uh, you are from the South, uh, Texas. Yeah, San Antonio. San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio. Would you would you say San Antonio? Um, I wouldn't, but I'd be okay with you saying. Okay. Uh, what is there? Were there any like indigenous chain restaurants down there that you don't have up here? Uh, Taco Cabana. <laughs> so Taco Cabana is like the. I mean, the closest thing you can say it's like Taco Bell. Um, but it's on a whole nother level than Taco Bell. Like they, Taco Cabana is pretty solid. Like you can get, I think the drive-through stays open till like two, but uh, you could get Mexican food that's better than eighty percent of what's in Los Angeles, and it's wow. fantastic. And really, they do, yeah. There's breakfast tacos. There's like any kind of taco you can imagine. I think there was even dessert tacos at some point that were like churro based, but you could all like they had filling that was. I want to say like cream cheese ish, or I mean they do various desserts that come and go with the promotions and whatnot. Sure. Um, but yeah, Taco Cabana was I. In fact, Taco we had Taco Bell, and I never I've never eaten Taco Bell because Taco Cabana was always an option. And then I moved out here, and I'm just like, you know what? I'd rather have nothing. <laughs> sure. And now you survive off a uh, off a glucose stream. Oh yeah. It's just a it's just a pleasureless glucose drip that you have going into your vein you at know, all the times. You know, the way I figure it, if you're not going to do it pleasureless, why bother? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, now this is this is a this is a a fast food Mexican thing that comes up when people move from L.A. Do you have an opinion on Del Taco v. Taco Bell? Um, I've only had Del Taco like once. Mm -hmm. I kind of don't eat a ton of Mexican food here. Um, I'm trying to think what's the what. Like there used to be a place in Burbank that was just like the menu was all in pictures and it was me and 50 landscapers. (laughs) 
sure. and that was kind of my jam for a while. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna like really earn some enchiladas. Sure. So like, so Taco Cabana, I assume, as opposed to a Del Taco, which I love, or a Taco Bell, which I'm okay with. It's it's a little bit more. It sounds like it's a little bit more authentic versus Taco Bell and Del Taco, which I feel like are kind of like an artist's rendering of Mexican food. They're kind of like if someone heard what a taco was and then told it to someone else on the phone and then <laughs> yes. right, third guy and then had someone's it. aunt paint it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, we should put some version of King Kong in front of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's kind of like, but I feel Taco Cabana is more. It's like. Authentic-ish. I mean, it's Tex-Mex. Sure. Like, they use, because um, I feel like Authentic kind of uses the white, like, Oaxaca cheese. Um, and Tex-Mex will, you know, use cheddar and, like, Monterey Jack and a mix of that. And But, yeah, Taco Cabana. It's, the other amazing thing about Taco Cabana is they would always hire one of the Spurs to do uh, their commercials. Oh, great. And, um, yeah, Sean Elliott is not an actor. <laughs> Turns out. But he was kind of the best option at the time because, like, there was a time where the San Antonio Spurs, I guess more than half of them were from another country. So you had, like, Manu Ginobili <laughs> yeah. trying to sell. He's like, with high-speed internet. Like, what is he talking about? Like, he was trying to sell you Time Warner Cable. And then most of them would end with a version of, like, you know, with Ancira Chevrolet and the San Antonio Spurs, getting into a new truck is a slam dunk. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, Taco Cabana could always kind of use one of the uh, NBA players to sell their tacos, and people didn't care that they didn't know what was happening. I'm a big uh, NBA fan, so I'll get the NBA League Pass, which lets you watch uh, you know, the games from around the country. And one thing I appreciate beyond the you know, local streams and, and just getting to see all these games and, you know, getting to hear the local announcers who are sometimes huge homers, which is entertaining, is you'll get to see the local ads that are in between. Oh. Um, these things. So it'll be like, you know, you're watching a Minnesota Timberwolves game and then you'll see this ad that you would never see otherwise in Southern California for like some Minneapolis garden supply company <laughs> Yeah, where they've gotten, you know, like one of the twins to be their spokesperson and just, you know, the production values, which are, we're used to things being a little bit more professional because LA is such a mecca for film and TV, but sometimes some of these things that are produced uh, that are on the air in like Charlotte, North Carolina that are produced locally aren't the most professional things in the world. Yeah, you you really forget that like, you know, I feel like for a while, like local commercial parody was such a comedy thing. Mm-hmm. It was such a web video thing specifically. It's like everyone who had saw seen Tim and Eric decided they should do a, you know, local commercial parody. And it was one of those things that I wondered if it actually existed anymore. Like, what are we parodying? Like, is oh, this yeah. something that's still around? But yeah, I think I think you do. And, and you know, now I think... You know, more of the reason you don't see them is because, you know, people don't watch TV live that much anymore. But, like, when you do go to another place and turn on their live TV, you're like, oh, yeah, there is still a guy in an ill-fitting suit in front of a green screen who has a weird inflection. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I feel like the same – the similar thing in comedy is I feel like anytime you know, ske- I feel like film noir has become more of a sketch comedy genre than an actual like, film genre anymore. Sure. Like, any anything that they're parodying – anything that's being parodied is, like, someone's – what they've learned about film noir is from other sketches. It's not from the source material. So sure, it's yeah. got like this weird layer of like, well, what are you even making fun of anymore? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like definitely and definitely there are local ads that are produced around the country that still have kind of that um uh that wonderful uh, amateurishness to it. Purity. Yeah. yeah I like? think I think we have we've got a couple around here that run uh, that are a little slicker, but not much. We've got the Who Man Hyundai ads <laughs> with the Who Man family, uh, who are great. And then the Tito's Tacos ad, which I oh, really great. like. And Delightful. Tito's Tacos is a 
Um, uh, it's kind of a local institution. It's a stand kind of under the 405 that always has a big line. Uh, and they have a great song. Uh, they think it goes something like, uh, I love Tito's tacos. You love Tito's too. While clip art of tacos flies around. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no, this is a, a, a commercial. The money was blown on the jingle and then the commercial is assembled clip art. I also like too that the what they land on in the song is the only thing better than a Tito's taco is two. Just kind of like, oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, That's sure. Great. Hey, you know, why not have two? <laughs> You've earned it. Um, so there's one. I don't know if you guys have seen. It's a Los Angeles deep cut. It hasn't been on in years, but it's for a place called the Valley Ballroom that was like deep into like past Van Nuys, like deep in the valley. And um, it was a gentleman's club. Mm-hmm. And it started off with, like, a dude, uh, he's like a Joe Everyman type character, but he's dressed in scrubs and he's in the operating room and he's and he's a doctor. And he, as he's, like, performing surgery, like, there's nurses in cut-off scrubs with, mm-hmm. like, super chesty. Sure. Um, <laughs> as so, you might expect. Yeah, so he's doing surgery. You don't see what he's doing, so like, you know, what exactly he's doing. But he starts daydreaming about the Valley Ballroom and their, like, <laughs> buffet set up and all the girls and whatever. And then so he snapped, they go, doctor, and he snaps out of it, and the patient wakes up on the table, and it's a girl with gigantic fake boobs, and she goes, what am I supposed to do with these? And he goes, you could go work at the Valley Ballroom. <laughs> wow. And then it cuts, it cuts back to him sitting at the stage at the Valley Ball, and he just looks at the camera, gives a thumbs up, and goes, smoking hot chicks. <laughs> I think it's, like, hidden somewhere away on YouTube if you Google, like, Valley Ballroom. But Ooh, it's boy. the best. Like, in Texas, we had awful local commercials, but it is the best one I have ever seen. I, I'm just, I mean, I, I'm concerned about that woman. What if yeah. she had pancreatic cancer? <laughs> <laughs> she woke up on the table, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and waking up during surgery yeah. is such a horrifying nightmare. Yes, but also she looked at the him. The anesthetic didn't like, work. You could go work at the Valley Ballroom. And she like looks at him like, oh, okay, well, I guess having you know breasts the size of my head are that fine then. Yeah. I were always the, have that option. Were the cutoffs on the nurses explained? Is that like part of the fantasy? And when they pop back out, they're clothed normally? No, or? no, no. This was just the operating room. It didn't seem very sterile. <laughs> it's like, so this guy... In the reality of the volleyball commercial, this guy works in a place where the nurses wear slutty outfits, but he still daydreams of strip clubs, despite the fact that, that all the nurses where he is are dressed as strippers? Uh, that is correct. Okay. I mean, he well, perhaps he works in such a sexually charged environment that that sort of just bleeds into his uh, into his uh, mi- mindset while he's working. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and maybe, you know, and I think that, you know, something happens with sexuality where, you know, when you, you, you know, you... You experience something, and then you gotta you gotta go one more. Sure, you gotta go. It's never enough. I mean, we're you know, uh, the, the human is a sexual beast with a, a thirst that can it can never be slaked. <laughs> so I think maybe he he's working in this slutty hospital, but has to go to a strip club every night because he's so numb. Boy, what a tragic commercial! <laughs> yeah. This is an awful commercial of a man who can't feel anything, a woman who woke up mid surgery, with a awful. With an awful cosmetic procedure she didn't ask for. Oh, boy. How's the buffet look, On the though? other hand, smoking hot chicks. Smoking hot chicks. Um, I, uh, I, you know, there's the, there, this is another thing I think is a, that is a joke, but I have not seen in practice is the strip club with the buffet. Does that exist? I don't know. I'm I don't know. I'm probably I've, asking the wrong people. I've, but. I've never in my life been to a strip club. 
Oh yeah, um, yeah, and it's not not for any reason, but I've just like I I I guess I'm probably, not horny enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know they call me just... old old soft dick wiger. <laughs> this guy's never been horny in his life. Uh, never even uh, bachelor party, birthday party. No. You haven't had the. Uh... No, I mean like I I think I, I'm probably mildly puritanical. I think that's probably a. a Part, like, I probably have a little bit of that. Sure, you're uh, your comedy's favorite Quaker. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a prude. <laughs> sure, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I've never had like. I feel like my closest friends who have gotten married have either had no bachelor parties or kind of like, hey, we're gonna go to the arcade. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure, <laughs> like kind of fun. Like, like yeah, when those twelve year olds yeah. got married. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah. No, I've never had occasion. Have to. the goofy, fun bachelor party, exactly, not yeah. the not the uh, you know lecherous boob fest. Yeah, we'll go mini golfing. We'll have some barbecue. It'll sure, be good, clean fun. Okay, interesting. Um, I've been I've been to two strip clubs. Okay. in Texas. Um, one of them was called Perfect Taco Gym. Cabana. <laughs> one of this them, is confusing. Yeah, <laughs> we know. We had re- great breakfast tacos. <laughs> sure. Um, one of them was called Perfect Ten Gentlemen's Club, and uh, the number was being very generous. <laughs> sure. This is out of 50. Yeah. And the only thing I remember were, was like there was just a million signs pointing to the ATM but none to the bathroom. <laughs> and there was – oh, the DJ was like stereotypically bad. And he brought two girls up to the stage with a King of the Hill theme song. It was like, Whoa. Yeah. Oh, bad. Do you yeah. think, was that a commentary or do you think he just, that's just a I think fun just song that like, he knew? Oh, this is a fun thing, you know. Sure. And then I feel at like. In case you forgot, point, you were in Texas. But I, you know, he was very committed to the bit of being in Texas. And I swear there was like a dance off to dueling banjos. <laughs> And so that was perfect ten, and then I went to one in Austin with like a guy I was dating at the time, and he like bought me a lap dance, and like it was just weird because I get I somehow got like emotionally invested in the story of this young lady whose name was Diamond at the time. Sure, um, and she must have been like nineteen, and so she's giving me this lap dance, and she that's it's odd that they have the strippers come up and do a moth esque story before they <laughs> dance. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, because she's like she looks very young, and my head, I'm like, oh, sweetheart, what are you doing? What are you? Where did you? You know, I don't even know what area you had to go to to buy that neon thong thing you're wearing. Sure. Like, I'm really like I'm thinking about her day and her life and all her decisions that led her there. And then she she's giving me this lap dance, but she has like this really bony butt that's just digging into my thighs, <laughs> and it's uh pretty painful but also like I'm convinced that her self-esteem lies in this moment of me being like you're doing really good <laughs> sure um, so I just try to be like hey move your bony ass <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be supportive and sure. fake enjoyment and I kind of just like when it was over I just kind of put my hand up for a high five <laughs> and I was like Okay, thanks yeah. for that. And left shortly after, but that so at least so it wasn't pull my finger. <laughs> were exactly as sexual as the bachelor parties that Weiger's been to. <laughs> you might as well have been driving go karts. <laughs> um, uh, interesting. Yeah. I, hey, you know, if anybody in the in the uh, in the L.A. area has a uh, line on a strip club that still has a buffet, hit me up. I'm curious. Um, You're right. That is like such a that is a go to thing you hear people say of like or make a joke on is the the bad food at a strip club buffet. But yeah, I don't know if it in practice that's a thing that's commonplace. Sure. Is it legal? Oh yeah, I would guess there's probably sanitation issues. Uh, you know because you don't want 
open trays of food to be so close to pussies. To open vaginas. <laughs> sure, open vaginas. Um, hard to say. Uh, anyway, oh, so this is a topic I wanted to talk about uh, with you guys. Not that I uh, don't want to just talk about strip club buffets forever. Uh, I wanted to talk about the. Uh, I wanted to talk about the phenomenon of of internet fatigue slash anger. Uh, we've all worked for the At Midnight program, uh, which is a fake game show about the internet. Uh, Nick and I work there now. Vanessa, you have moved on to more network pastures. Uh, oh, just real quick, how's the food at a network show? Is it better than cable? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, there's none of this, like, whatever the crew guys couldn't eat and just loaded with carbs. It's a, it's a menu situation in the morning. You discuss, like, oh, what place menu. we feel like having. Oof. And it's not, you know, it's not fast food stuff. And uh, usually it's somewhere pretty decent, mm-hmm. bistro, cafe situation. And okay. you just uh, circle what you want, and then some poor assistant brings it to you. It's bistro or better. Yeah. Okay. I worked on a. I wrote for a couple of for uh, some Dodge commercials, and those were a situation where I felt like the food there was just opulent. Yeah. Like I felt like I, a lot of times, uh, if, if you haven't worked on a set, like it'll be like, you know, there'll be a table with some pretzels and some chips and some cookies, just sort of grab and go snacks you can have. Sure. Um, you know, a jar of gummy bears. Uh, but this was a thing where you had like waiters on silver platters coming by with like a a. a serving bowl with udon in it and they'd just be like handing it to you or wow. like a little how do you is it canapé is that how you say it uh, I, I don't know canape what is that a word <laughs> so, <laughs> describe the dish uh, some sort of odour is what I'm saying a little like a salmon like a little bite like a, okay. an amuse bouche if you will sure uh, yeah just just carrying around things like that and I was just like this is crazy how much money they have to just sort of waste on this thing when everyone would be happy with just you know some string cheese and some PB&J's sure. I'm not complaining yeah yeah um, it, it is yeah the, the discrepancy is so strange when you work in various parts of the entertainment industry like the you know I'm sure we've all worked for a web video company where, yeah, it is just a, you know, a, a, one of those drums of red vines and, oh, yeah. uh, and, and yeah, and, and a leader of Dr. Star. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever like Frito Lay products they sell at the dollar store, like these off market half in Spanish Cheetos. Sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Some sort of green Cheeto that uh, you've never seen before that has a whale on the box. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, but also, yeah. And I think I think people talk a lot about about how you know how uh, what lean times these are for the entertainment industry. But you will occasionally just see people spending fuck you money on oh, stuff, yeah. uh, and it is strange that that still exists. It's like can't everything just even out and everyone gets California Pizza Kitchen all the time? <laughs> like, uh, anyway. Um, oh, so the the idea of internet fatigue. Uh, now that you don't work for a show that requires you to, you know poke around on the internet for most of the day do you do you like it more or less or do you find yourself getting frustrated with it because i know there's definitely a point in my day uh where i feel like fuck this um is that do you have that still oh i absolutely do okay um well see since i've like been it at midnight and then left twice like i left the first time and then came back and left again like i just kind of don't really look at the internet for like a month after that. Okay. If I have something like some bullshit I want to tweet, I'll just kind of post it and look away. So I'm just kind of easing back into it. But I'm Yeah, just maybe kind check of... your faves a little later in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're not a monster. You're going to check your faves. I'm, I'm honestly, yeah. Who am I? Um, so it's more... I don't know. I... Uh, I try to check in with the internet, but it's just like, oh, fuck, what are we outraged about today? And sometimes it's legitimate, 
And it's like, okay, fine, and I get that. And then sometimes it's like misinterpreting something, someone somebody said in a Salon article that didn't matter. Yeah, Salon is usually involved. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, agreed. Uh, Nick, where do you you stand on that? Is it it something that you feel like you want to get away from at a certain point? Well, you know, I, I uh, one of the jobs I worked prior to At Midnight, which is a Funny or Die produced show, is I worked for the Funny or Die website as a staff uh, writer, director, editor of, of internet videos. So I was kind of immersed in that just fully for, you know, two and a half years or so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I... I do want to escape it, but also I feel like it, I have absorbed so much of it through just so many jobs and Twitter and just how I spend my free time that also like it just kind of that kind of is my life too. You sure, know what I mean? yeah. In a sad way of just like interacting with people via it's like social a media, pet or something that's just always at your house. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I mean, like, I'm there's certainly shit I read where I'm just like, uh, I can't. I, just can't believe like whatever the the opinion here like this is just driving me crazy but also i kind of like having that feeling like i kind of like like oh i like that this is agitating me or making me care or i like that this person who's obviously trolling is having an effect on these other people like that's just it's just kind of an interesting dynamic sure there's a yeah kind of a chewing on a cold sore type pleasure yeah uh it's something that i feel like i am just done with is is strong opinions like I feel like mm-hmm. I I am getting mad about both ends of an argument. Like I don't want to see anyone feeling strongly one way or the other. Uh, I think a good uh, a, a good example is uh, uh, anything having to do with Star Wars. So you got you've got one set of people on Facebook saying, you know, the trailer made me cry. This is it. Finally, thank you, JJ. Thank you. And then you have the uh, fuck this, grow up, assholes, yeah. it's for kids. Uh, and I'm like, why am I mad at both of these? I have to feel <laughs> one of these ways. Uh, but yeah, I think depending on which one I'm looking at then, I feel uh, uh, I feel like I flip to the other side. Yeah, you're kind of presented with this binary of, you know, this binary that's just in superlatives of this has to be fucking awesome or this is terrible and a crime against humanity and like you know I'm someone who loved Star Wars growing up for ninth grade like my personality was pretty much a guy who likes Star Wars you know I just wear (laughs) Star Wars shirts a lot and talk about it and quote it um, Man who is always face deep in some pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, and, you know, I was super hyped for episode one and then was let down and then was just like, fuck the prequels and was upset about that. And now I've kind of reached, I guess, a calm in my 30s where episode <laughs> seven is coming out and my feeling is like, oh, that looks good. I'm excited. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like, but I feel like I'm not allowed to have that opinion of like, I'm mildly excited for this thing and I think it's going to be pretty good to good. Yeah, I, I and I like that, and I feel like if I if anyone has a opinion that is slightly to the left or right of that, I am mad. Yeah, <laughs> and like I have to go to sleep because my day is kind of ruined. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I don't know what that is, and I think we were talking about this uh, in that there's the there is the effusive nerd. There's the I cried, Chewie, we're home. Thank you, JJ. Thank you. And then there's the there's the fuck this nerd. Yeah. Uh, and I think there was this there was this video that was going around of this guy who, you know, qu- quotation marks, eviscerates pixels. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Uh, it's this it's this movie vlogger who uh, who, you know, does this tirade against the movie pixels about how it's blah, blah, abortion, blah, blah, rectal wart. Uh, you know, pick your pick your outrageous, you know, uh, uh, descriptor and. 
I think if I was going to choose, I'll take Chewie, we're home. Thank you, JJ. 100% agree. I The the guy who's just like, you know, because I saw Pixels, and it's bad. It's not a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's a bad children's movie. Um, but it's also like when you see that, that everyone is circulating this guy who's like, Pixels is like, chugging a flask of Hitler's diarrhea at gunpoint. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. like, well, no, it's not. It's like, it's not. Was that an actual life? I, I have thing. no idea. I don't know. Okay, it was pretty funny. It might as well be. But I mean, like, uh, you know, it, it, it's, I feel like there's so much, you know, it's like sucking Satan's dick and then maggots come out. <laughs> it's, it's, right. It's just like, I, like, I don't need, it's not that bad. It's not good, but it's okay to have, but then it's also like the internet encourages this takedown because this was probably this guy's most circulated vlog. And, yeah. You know, this was, people were talking about this guy and, and sharing him on Facebook and commenting and saying like, yes, this is it. But then also the other level is a lot of the people who are doing that were people who haven't seen and will never see pixels sure so they're sort of saying yes this guy is right about this thing that i have no interest in and that i'm <laughs> right. I going was... to remain ignorant about sure see i i don't know i disagree like Please. i would no, no. i would much rather have that dude like and i'm not by any means it's like yeah i saw it like i read it and, and i'm not a you know i wasn't like posting like this guy gets it yeah um, but to me, I listen to that and I'm like, oh, this guy is fucking living. This, <laughs> like, this makes him feel alive. And you oh, can interesting. see like all of like his passion for how much he hates this is just. So you see, you look at this man who hates pixels and you see a man who has found his purpose. Yes. Okay. Interesting. No, I like that. And, and yeah, there is a definite, there is a definite like now, you know, a nerds who feel this hate, they they have the nerds in their circle, but now they can they can broadcast that in a way. Yeah, and there is something there is something amiable to that. Yeah, Vanessa. I mean, you could be right because if this comes from a place of like total earnestness, like this is how this guy feels, and he was really moved this to this point. Um, but also, like, if it's, I, I also just have the feeling of like, oh, this is a little bit calculated and a little bit of a performance piece, you know? Like, this is this guy. This is like a crafted thing to try and seem a little bit more angry than he actually is, you know? But then again, maybe he actually is this pissed off and just is a guy with crazy priorities. Even yeah. if it is a performance piece, it's like it's his piece and his art, and maybe it's like, <laughs> no. It started from like a base level of like, I'm angry, I'm pissed off about this. How do I articulate in a perfect way? How do I I give myself in this form like it's a ballet I, that a fat man can do it, yeah <laughs> it's absolutely a ballet that a fat man can do <laughs> sure but yeah, i like to think it's like it got him off of his fucking couch from jerking off to <laughs> <laughs> like, he's pacing around he's pissed off sure and he was like you know what i need to share this with the world all of the things i'm feeling i need to make other people feel them and maybe it's not the sentiment that like we'd like but it's like yeah that passion is driving him to do something no i mean that's and i think that's a, that's actually an excellent point i think and i think that uh, what I would like to see is that you know, and I, I do think that 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 punching Adam Sandler these days is punching down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, hard to say you're punching down uh, to a bazillionaire who uh, will never want for anything again in his life. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he 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 is a he is unfortunately kind of a punchline. I would like to see this guy this guy take a stance against like Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> just someone everyone loves, yeah, and just do the. Do the, you know, whenever I hear Benedict Cumberbatch talk, it's like a falcon is scratching my 
urethra, you know, <laughs> just do that, but to something that everyone has agreed that they love. Yeah, I, I do think there's something to... There are also, like, kind of soft targets. Like, I feel like you can go after Adam Sandler or, you know... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of another example, but there are certain things where you can kind of say like, like, oh, this thing is Nickelback or Nickelback, something. Nickelback, yeah. Sure. Like, they're kind of soft targets where it's okay, everyone's okay with making fun of them, so you're not really taking a risk by making fun of that. But I think if you went after like, just throwing this this name out there, I, I actually am a fan. But if you were to like say like, I'm going to do something against Judd Apatow sure. or Benedict Cumberbatch or someone who's maybe even not universally beloved, but but has people who are like, oh wait, no, I think he's generally respected. I think this guy is all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think there, there'd be something interesting to taking that stand. Then again, I feel like that's the kind of thing where you'd either fake, uh, face a backlash or if the argument was convincing, it would just be ignored because people don't want to hear that they shouldn't love something that they love, you know? Sure. Well, I think the important thing to remember is that, like, Pixels was about, you know, it had Qbert, it had all these things. I feel like this dude felt like this was an attack on, like, his youth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's... I mean, I guess you we didn't take into account how strongly this guy actually feels about Pac-Man. Which yeah. may be very strong. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like you issue the challenge to Cumberbatch. It's like, hey, attack something this dude loves. Sure. Like, I don't think it's necessarily about likability or who you can shit on. And also, like, I agree, it's kind of shitting on Sandler at this point, which is why Rob Schneider's right in the zone of people to shit on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's let's all focus our ire toward Rob Schneider. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. Um, can I can I spoil something in Pixels? Please do. Yeah. I would prefer if you did. Okay, so uh, you mentioned Qbert. So Qbert is in the movie, and there's this kind of confusing thing where they have to face these uh, gaming challenges from the aliens who are invading, and they're invading using the signal that was sent out uh, 30 years ago of uh, the video game championship. So they have interpreted it as a, as a signal of war. And it's kind of strained, but they are, they are using these video game uh, mechanics to try to attack the planet Earth. So... Um, every time they win uh, the the planet, the planet Earth wins one of these video game challenges. They get a little trophy, and one of the trophies they get is Qbert. So Qbert just comes down to Earth at one point and is just hanging out with like Josh Gad and Adam Sandler, and he's just like one of the guys for a little bit. He's actually really cute. Uh, he's eye point of the movie, but. There's a thing that happens later in the award sequence where they're at the White House and they're getting uh, medals from the president, who's Kevin James, um, for uh, uh, <laughs> for defeating the alien uh, video games, uh, the alien video game invasion. And Qbert uh, is changed, I guess, in some sort of gift from the aliens into a hot video game chick who uh, Josh Gad had a crush on like a like a, an old full motion video game like one of like one of those characters like Mad Dog McCree yeah like a char- yeah like a hot chick from like a Mad Dog McCree and so Josh Gad ends up marrying this Qbert who's transformed into a hot chick yeah and then there's a later sequence in the credits where we see all their babies in a crib and they're baby Qberts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the logic is it's still Qbert's DNA that's been <laughs> changed into the shell of a hot woman. Josh Gad is fucking her. <laughs> And then she's birthing Qberts out of her womb. <laughs> wow, that's a, David Cronenberg could direct a version <laughs> yeah. of that, and it could you be know horrible. What? My biggest problem is still Kevin James as president. Like, yeah. I mean, are we that far off from Kevin James as president? <laughs> it, that's one of the things where it's like, oh. In theory, I get that that's a funny joke because they start with a flashback where Adam Sandler and Kevin James are kids. Kevin James is bad at video games. Adam Sandler's awesome at video games. We cut to 30 years in the future. Adam Sandler's hanging with his buddy Kevin James in a bar and they're like sipping beers. And then 
um, there's a wide shot and you see the Secret Service detail around Kevin James. And so Adam Sandler works at GameStop and uh, Kevin James went on to be the president. So mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like there's like, oh, there could be a funny way to handle that, but it's just not used in a funny way in the movie, which is part of how it's it's just kind of this film that's kind of mired in mediocrity to uh, uh, being poor. Yeah. So, but yeah, but uh, but I guess all the resources and and time went into the logistics of Cubert fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I bet that like there's probably a kid who saw Pixels who had that imprinted on his sexuality. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Also, so. I wonder like if you're who has to go to the person that created Cubert and be like, hey, we want to get your permission to use Cubert. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, what are you gonna do with him? Okay, it's me, so. John Cubert. He's, <laughs> he's very close to my heart. Yeah. I never had kids and. <laughs> This is my legacy. Like, I'm open to letting you use him. I don't usually say yes, but as long as you use him in a cool, like, respectful way to his character. Oh, we're going to turn him to a hot chick, and then Josh Gad's going to fuck him until he has, like, the hot chick has baby fever. It's like, all right, so leave a check on the table, and I think we can work this out. Well, leave a check on the table and uh, turn off my breathing machine (laughs) so I can die in peace. I think it really just depends on what tier of video game property you're dealing with. You know, if you've got, like... Uh, Super Mario, then it's good. That's a non-starter. He to even show him in a movie is going to require a lot. But sure, a lot of paperwork. If you're dealing with a chef from Burger Time, <laughs> <laughs> you basically yeah, he's going to be getting DP'd by <laughs> a couple of inmates. All right, sure. <laughs> yeah, just that's happy why... to be working at something. <laughs> that's why there's that log log scene of uh, Rob Schneider face fucking <laughs> Arrow the Acrobat. <laughs> like, yeah, oh sure, <laughs> I guess I own that. <laughs> yeah, I'll let Rob Schneider face fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why you get the Blu-ray. Uh, well, gosh, uh, guys, I think we've covered a lot of ground. We're going to take a little break and then uh, stay tuned, audience. I think there's a segment coming up that you're really going to enjoy. We'll be right back. I'm Allegra Ringo, a dog owner. And I am Renee Colvert, a dog wanter. And together, we're the hosts of Can I Pet Your Dog, a podcast for unapologetic dog lovers. So let's talk about this. What are you getting yourself into? What is this podcast about? Well, we have dog news, dog experts, and interviews with special guests about their dogs. We also talk about dogs that we met this week. Join us every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org for new episodes of Can I Pet Your Dog? Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Nick Weiger, oaf. Vanessa Ramos, born again vegan. <laughs> oh, great nicknames, guys. Oh, yeah. Great nicknames. Uh, so, uh, I want to, we were talking about the internet earlier. Uh, I want to just mention uh, something that happens to me pretty regularly on Twitter. Uh, Big week for me, Twitter-wise. I got uh, I got yelled at for two different very funny things. I got yelled at for both furry shaming and for calling people from fl- Florida swamp people. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by both those remarks. Uh, no, my apologies to the fine people of Florida and to the uh, fine perverts of the furry community. <laughs> um, long may you reign. 
Um, so yeah, uh, I have been very outspoken on this show about my love of Bud Light Lime. It's one of my favorite summertime treats, uh, especially in a barbecue situation. This is a Bud Light that has a twist of lime. Very refreshing, delicious. Uh, something that I hate is the Bud Light Limerita. Uh, this is a malt beverage, uh, not a margarita, as the name might imply. Uh, but this is something you would drink. Uh, this is like a Smirnoff Ice, a Bacardi O, a malt beverage, kind of masquerading uh, as a margarita and with the uh, the the Bud Light Lime name stamped on it uh, and and doing a thorough, thorough job of sullying that good name. Uh but for some reason, I think there's some confusion as to which side of this fence I'm on. So people will tweet me uh, every time a new uh, Bud Light Limerita product comes out. Sure. Uh, even though I've been very outspoken uh, about the fact that I dislike this product. I think it's bad. I think it's gross. Uh, and uh, But still, people persist. Uh, but uh, people, you know, it's, it's uh, maybe, maybe I'm resisting something. Uh, maybe I'm resisting something too much. Maybe I'm protesting too much, I think. like So I think what I wanted to do today was to not only try some of these new Bud Light Limeritas, uh, and maybe it's just the, just the traditional Limerita that I, that I hate. Uh, maybe some of the new flavors are good, but maybe some also summertime malt beverages uh, to where maybe if I don't like the Limerita, uh, maybe there is a similar malt beverage that I can enjoy when I'm at a barbecue and and one uh, one and one an alternative to a beer. So we've got uh it's, so we're all going to taste test some delicious uh, summertime malt beverages. Uh, we each have a Limerita product from the uh, Bud Light Limerita Fiesta box or Fiesta pack. Uh, we've got a Mike's Hard Margarita. Uh, let me get the name of this right. This is from the people who bring you Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's the Mike's Classic Margarita. Cold, hard, refreshing is the slogan. And the Smirnoff Ice Peach Bellini. Uh, Smirnoff Ice Peach Bellini. So we're going to taste test all three of these. Tell us what you think. Uh, or, or we're going to tell you what we think, rather. Um, before we start, I want to get your guys' opinion on this particular kind of product. Do you enjoy a malt beverage uh, uh, at a barbecue or otherwise? I would certainly prefer a... <clears throat> I think it would probably be pretty low on my list of what I'd like to have at a barbecue. I think I'd rather have a beer, a glass of wine, uh, maybe some sort of simple cocktail. Uh, yeah, these sort of prefab malt beverages, they, they're usually a little too sweet and punchy and syrupy for me. I feel like what we've this has been an interesting shift in marketing we've seen in the beverage sector where this used to be, I feel like, this was the the wine cooler back in the day. This sure. was the Bartles and James. Yeah. And that used to be a thing of like, oh, this is for uh, your your this is for your mom or for your aunt, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who this is targeted <clears throat> towards. And they've they've I think probably starting with Smirnoff Ice and Mike's Hard Lemonade um, in the late '90s, early 2000s, maybe they started trying to do like, oh, we're going to go after like college guys and sure. sort of make this an acceptable thing for men to drink. Um, yeah, I think now the vibe is get a teen drunk, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But but yeah, overall, my overall opinion on these is um, I'm I'm more of a malt beverage skeptic. Okay, uh, Vanessa, how about you? What's your so relationship? I don't um, I don't dislike them. Like I I mean, it's been a long time since I've had one, but it is that very thing. Like publicly, I don't know that I would drink it because I do kind of like Nick was saying like I feel like either a mom or someone who doesn't want their mom to know that they're drinking it. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Maybe mom and her new boyfriend or, like went to Cancun. Certain, like, you have the house to exactly. yourself. Maybe not a barbecue, but it's like, hey, so we're going to float down the river, like somewhere kind of shitty. 
And we just like, this will be a fun like bit to do is to drink like Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> so you like so you like them in the context of a floating bit. Of a, exactly. Okay. A floating bit. I'm with you on that. Fine. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Agreed. And you know what? I think there's probably a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a an embarrassment on my part because I definitely remember when I started drinking, I started drinking real late. Uh, I mean, not real late, but I was, you know, I was well into 21 before I started drinking with any regularity. I definitely, you know, had one or two in high school, was very afraid of it. Uh, so definitely my first couple of months of drinking were Smirnoff ice-based, and I am still very embarrassed when I look back oh, at that time. Okay. So I think there's probably a wound there that has not healed. So that's maybe why I am so, uh, why my why my rage is maybe too much at these kinds of things. But uh, but we'll see. Maybe maybe today is the day that that ends. Um, so yeah. Any uh, does anybody have any uh, any feeling as to which of these they'd like to try first? The Mike's Hard Margarita, the Bellini, or the uh, or the Bud Light Lime Margarita? I feel like let's start with the Mike's Hard. Yeah, let's do. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, so this is Mike's Classic Margarita Cold Hard Refreshing is the tagline. Um, no real indication of, let's see, premium malt beverage with natural flavors and artificial colors. Okay. Pretty, pretty cryptic there. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Fluid and, uh, with flavoring. And Yeah, definitely. And where the uh, uh, nutrition information is supposed to be, there's just a middle finger. <laughs> uh, I had a sip of this. Uh, this is indiscernible to me from uh, Smirnoff Ice or a similar product. It just tastes like a Sprite. Uh, it tastes yeah. like a, it's a headache in a bottle to me. Uh, maybe if this was ice, ice cold, half of it would be kind of nice. Uh, but right now, I'm 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 gonna go ahead and give this a thumbs down. Yeah, I mean, I could suck this down in I feel like 15 seconds. It's just pure syrup uh, with a little bit of carbonation. Um, I can sort of, and this is probably partly the color and the name of it um, affecting my perception. But it does have it, it does taste more like a margarita than a cla- than a, re- a regular Mike's Hard. But then again, I wonder if I had it in a blind taste test with a Mike's Heart if I'd be able to pick out which one was the margarita. And certainly I'd prefer a, a regular, just a regular margarita versus this thing that's bottled. So yeah, yeah I, I'd say it, thumbs down, this is thumbs up, thumbs down, yeah. that's what we're doing? I'd oh, give sure. a thumbs down. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not bad, but it does kind of taste like you had an iced margarita and you just put it on the stove and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Okay. Well, yeah. we should have a better rating system. Thumbs up, thumbs down is so, it's not unique to the challenge. Um, drinks up, drinks down. Yeah. There you go. That's way more. What's it? Bottoms up? Is that a say? Bottoms up or pour it out? Yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, I definitely agree with you. It has like kind of the, it burns your throat like a melted snow cone a little bit, which I don't yes. think is a good quality. Yeah, and again, I'm just, I'm just not detecting any margarita-ness about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's misleading. Uh, although I think it should be, it should be, uh, we should let the audience know that we are still drinking these. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, I'm halfway done. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go enroll in a junior college in Arizona <laughs> when this is over. Okay, well, let's uh, let's do the Smirnoff Ice Bellini next. How uh, about, I got another pitch. Okay. Uh, how about uh, down your throat or dra- down the drain? <laughs> okay, I mean, I like where you're going with bottoms up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I'll keep thinking. I'll... Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll... we'll... We'll figure it out. So this is the Smirnoff Ice Bellini. Uh, Do you guys like Smirnoff Ice products typically? Or or I guess, did you have the same uh, experience as me to where it was one of the first alcohols you could tolerate? I I tell you, I got started drinking beer in high school 
oh boy, I hope my mom and dad aren't listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, here we go. Um, no, I got started drinking beer in high school, and I kind of was always just okay with the, I accepted the taste of beer. So I, I, you know, I've had periods where I've liked mixed drinks and stuff, but I was never someone who gravi- gravitated towards these sweeter spirits. Uh, Vanessa Smirnoff Ice, something you've had an experience with? A very little. I feel like the first time I ever had a drink, I was 18 and it was at a party and I didn't know anything about alcohol. And uh, I think I thought it was Smirnoff Ice, but it turned out to be Everclear. And wow. so wow. I got real sick. It was handed you, to you by a member of the band Everclear. <laughs> yeah, by the blonde guy. Yeah. Sure. Art um, Alexaxis. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but both the band and the drink are equally part of my life right now. My first uh, my first drink period was at a it was at a high school party. Um, and it was just someone had taken a half full uh, can, like Costco sized can of powdered tang and dumped vodka in it. And then everyone passed it around. What so a that, nightmare. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, to this day, I still order it in bars. It's called the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, this is the Smirnoff Ice Peach Bellini. The color is, I would call it, rosé-like. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, and this seems like a, this seems like a, the, the, you know, it's being marketed uh, towards somebody looking for a fun gal's night. Yeah. Very smooth. Very smooth drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is a little better than the, uh, this is a little better than the, the mics to me, um, uh, still very sweet, but not quite as prominent. Uh, a little bit of carbonation. Uh, yeah, a little more easy drinking. Uh, I prefer this one. I don't know if I'm going to give it a full down your throat, <laughs> uh, but somewhere between down the throat and down the drain. Yeah. I uh, There's a specific, well, there, there's, not, there's a non-specific sense memory I'm getting of this, of some drink I had as a child. There's some, like, juicy juice or... Uh, like what were those the squeeze it um, that had this exact flavor that I'm getting and I wonder if how much of their development of these internally is like trying to recall some sort of childhood beverage since mm. clearly these are targeted towards you know college college kids explicitly and you know teenagers younger than that kind of implicitly um, but that would yeah. explain they're a new product yoohoo and gin yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah this is pretty drinkable uh, you know, it wouldn't be my first choice, but I, I have an easier time uh, downing this than the other one. I would say uh, toss it back, not toss it out. Okay, I like that so far. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Nick on this one. I think it's like an elegant Jolly Rancher. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it definitely has that candy. Like, like a Jolly taste. Rancher an event planner might eat. Exactly, <laughs> it's like... I just drop the kids off and, you know, they're going to go and have swim practice for a couple <laughs> hours. I'm in an open, a in-style magazine and just have me time. Yeah. I think this is the perfect the perfect drink for after you've dropped the kids off at swim practice. And then later you can drop the kids off at the pool, which means pooping. Yeah, I know. I was about, I was like, oh, it's swim. And then I said specifically, and I was like, oh, because shitting. Yeah. But I think it can be both. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I have no doubt you will shit after drinking. Oh, yes. This will cause unpleasant shits. Uh, Does it say that? Because it should. But yeah, the the Smirnoff Ice Peach Bellini, uh, uh, far more drinkable than the Mike's to me, but infinitely more embarrassing to be seen with. Oh, sure. Uh, Mike's is already pretty embarrassing to be seen with, uh, but this is, uh, although, you know what, maybe this is so embarrassing, the rosé color, the bottle with the graphics, that 
that you could play it off as some kind of like cool irony. Yeah. To where definitely. the mics, maybe you just seem like a rube, but you're just like, oh no, I'm just like a, you know, I'm, I'm having a spear enough. What can I say? Mustache. I feel like if you want to take your fancy wife to the gathering of the juggalos, <laughs> like this is kind of how you get her there. It's like, yeah, come on. There. I mean, there's going to be beer. and so, I mean, they have Smirnoff peach bellini. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I can go hang out with you and your family. Sure, yeah. I mean, the wife can, can uh, lay down in the tent. Have a nice uh, Smirnoff Ice Peach Bellini, and you can go watch Blaze Ya Dead Homie, <laughs> which is my favorite Juggalo adjacent band. Okay, well, yeah, let's do the uh, let's do the Bud Light Lime Rita. And uh, I should uh, disclose, I neglected to get one of these cans out of the uh, twelve pack what was available. So if one of you can pour a little into this oh, glass. Oh, actually, you know, why don't we do this? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, grab the thing because we got a variety pack, and I kind of okay. want want each of us to to weigh in on a different flavor. I think that's the uh, the the benefit of the variety pack. So let me grab one. You guys vamp. Okay, okay. great. Uh, Vanessa, how are things? Uh, things are good. I've now sampled two malt beverages, which is, you know, normally I only stick to one on Saturdays, but well, when in whatever part of town we're in. This is Rome, actually. Oh, we're, okay. <laughs> yeah, I this is East Romesburg. The tall buildings. Yeah, the yeah. Pizza box. It's all coming together. Uh, so yeah, so this is a uh, so this is a val- like a variety pack you can get with all the various Rita products. I don't know if it's total. Uh, but it definitely has, has four different kinds. I have the Mango Rita, which people have recommended to me many times. Uh, Vanessa, what did you get? I have the Strawberry Rita. Okay. And uh, I was just handed the Lemon Aid Rita. Okay. Um, oh, actually, I want to issue a correction. Strawberry Rita. Yeah, the the burr is something that they inject into there to uh, kind of denote coldness, I guess. I think this is worth noting that this is a... About the size of a an airplane can of V8 juice. Um, you've got like an eight fluid ounce can as opposed to, say, a, you know, uh, the normal 12 ounce can you would get like a Coke or a beer in. Yeah, so this is smaller, but I think also worth noting 8% alcohol by volume. So uh, smaller, but uh, will get you more fucked up. Mightier. Okay. Okay, I'm tasting the lemonade, Rita. Lot of lemon here. Lemon very, very forward. Yeah, I'm having the mango. Uh, foo boy, this is... Uh, more drinkable than the traditional limerita to me, uh, which is the most foul of the drinks. Uh, this is a little bit better, but still has that just awful popsicle problem. Yeah, I mean, I to me, this is, uh, I, I mean, it, it's like, a, I guess I'm expecting more of a lemonade character from it, and I guess I'm getting a little bit more tartness than I might expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, should we, what should we do? Should, should we round robin this, pass this around? Yeah, do what do you, how do you guys feel about, the world? how do you guys feel about germs? I'm okay with I'm it. I'm fine with I it I also too. like germs. So the strawberry, yeah. I feel like I'm mostly tasting malt if that's possible. Like it's just a very malt liquory taste with like a strawberry aftertaste, but even that strawberry is like... Those weird candies you'd get, like with the metallic red wrapper and dots, like at the doctor's office. Oh yeah, office. Like, yes. What are those? Specific kind of strawberry. And then there's maybe a called. tiny, like little pocket of gel inside exactly. when you get to the middle. That's what that one tastes like. You definitely are not. Oof! Whoa! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fuck! Is that what this tastes like? Yeah. This is this is medicine. It's oh, like cough exactly. medicine. Yeah. No, oh, this is easily the worst of the things we've Absolutely. tried. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say about the mango, Rita, is you're definitely it's definitely pretty alcohol tasting. Yeah. Like it's not. It, I, I would expect this, like the other ones, to try to be disguising um, the alcohol with like a 
a lot of uh, syrup and a lot of juice. Uh, but this, but that one in particular, you could really taste the booze. Strap in for the strong. Yeah, right, geez, I want to see your reaction, Nick, because I was really surprised that's what that tastes like. Oh yeah, that I, to me that is putrid. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's really, the that's the word for it. Really unpleasant. Um, yeah, I mean you're getting some strawberry, but you're right; it's very very medicine-y. Sure. Yeah, I to, feel like it's like it's like fluoride at the dentist. I'm having a lot of sense oh, memory reactions to it, mm-hmm. but they are all bad. That's yeah. really unpleasant. I mean, like I, this is the kind of thing where I'm kind of surprised that this made it past any sort of focus tests. Yeah, who or, likes that? Yeah, it's I, I don't know. I mean. It's certainly because I've had strawberry margaritas at like a Mexican restaurant, and this has, this it has a strawberry margarita on the can. So you assume that's what they're going for, and sure. to me, this has nothing flavor-wise in common with that actual beverage. Yeah, it should just have like a it should just have like a set of bleeding gums. <laughs> <laughs> Do these expire? Because it might have. Yeah, these might be bad. I got these from Bevmo today. So uh, I think we... we... This brand is in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Lemonade-arita is also fine, a little bit better than the traditional Lime-arita to me, but uh, not not markedly better. I think of the three of them, I prefer the mango. Agreed. It's definitely the least terrible. But it also has that weird, like, I know everything is kind of qualified as a candy, but it's definitely like orange pixie stick mixed with turpentine. (laughs) Um, all right, so uh, let's uh, let's. So I think to the Bud Light Limerita family, let's. I mean, obviously, uh, no one enjoyed the strawberry, which I think is uh, we can just go ahead and say is bad. But uh, what what do you guys think to the uh, uh, to the to the Bud Light Limerita family? Do you give it a uh, chug it or get rid of it? <laughs> Uh, That's the least clever of those we've come up with so far. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, I would say uh, I'm going to go with a uh, – ins- I'm not going to say chug it. I'm going to say chuck it mm. into the recycling bin. <laughs> oh, Okay. Oh. Well, that's much better than what I said, which uh, the words didn't even sound like. <laughs> uh, Vanessa, what do you think? Um, I don't have a clever thing, so I'm just going to say burn it to the ground. Oh, sure. Okay, <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, I am maybe going to give a light chug it to the mango. The mango's not bad. I thought that the mango was pretty good. Definitely kind of, uh, you know, neck and neck with the Bellini as far as drinkability goes. Uh, definitely better than uh, any of the other Limerita family that I've tasted. So uh, to the to the line as a whole, chuck it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the mango specifically, Light chug. Yeah, I would say if you can find a pack that's all mango, it may be worth your time. But if you get that triple pack, uh, then you've got mango and then these two other flavors that aren't very good. It's like if you've got a thing of Neapolitan ice cream and it had chocolate, but instead of vanilla and strawberry, it had vinegar and toothpaste. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And eight bees. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa, get them out of here. There's eight bees in here. Uh, I mean, I'd rather put bees in my mouth than that strawberry one. (laughs) Strawberry one fucking sucks. Yeah, boy, howdy. Is that for, like, homeless guys who are just used to chugging cough syrup? They're like, here you go. Uh, You know, it does say on the can, try it over ice. And sure. so perhaps we're not giving you it a fair shake. <laughs> like, oh, you know what? That's probably it is that we didn't have ice in it. Uh, yeah. So I think while we sit here and finish the podcast, I'm probably going to finish the Smirnoff Ice Peach Bellini. What do you guys think? What are you, do you have one that you'll sip on for the duration of the show? Um, I mean, 
to be candid, I'm probably going to finish all three. But, <laughs> yeah. but sure. I'm going to start with this peach bellini uh, while my uh, sense of taste is at its strongest. And then as it's gradually numbed by this alcohol, I'll move on to the ones that are progressively uh, less pleasant. Yeah, I do. I do acknowledge that there's probably a level of drunk to where all of these are amazing. <laughs> Uh, Vanessa, what do you think? What do okay, you? What will you? So I'm going to start by finishing the Mike's classic margarita, mm-hmm. and then move my way up to um, the luxury that is the Smirnoffites peach bellini. <laughs> yeah. And then I am going to do everything in my ability to burn the can of the other one to the ground. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Can we set a can on fire? <laughs> we'll see. Coming up. Uh, coming up a little later in the show. Uh, well, yeah. So, uh, so I think we we've done a pretty good job of uh, of diving into the world of malt beverages. Uh, Nick, I will acknowledge that we have taken a page from the Doughboys playbook a little bit. No, you guys, not at all. you guys test snacks on the show, and it's been a lot of fun. We don't own. I don't think we own the concept of a taste test. I think that's something that predates podcasting in general. <laughs> well, I had never heard of it until your show, so <laughs> I had never heard of people tasting something and then talking about it. You know what Vanessa was saying earlier about like having this as a bit, which is basically what this purchasing decision was. Sure. This was bought for the purposes yeah. of this, uh, this comedy podcast. Yeah, I guess us trying like respectable craft beers from local breweries <laughs> yeah, yeah. would not have been funny. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like, I wonder, I do wonder, because uh, recently on the Doughboys podcast, we taste-tested, there's a co-branded Pinnacle Vodka mm. uh, that's Cinnabon-flavored. Oh. Not cinnamon-flavored, but specifically, like, Cinnabon. And it's it says, you know, artificially flavored to taste like a Cinnabon roll, and it doesn't. Um, <laughs> but it... it as we were drinking that and as we're drinking this and, and Vanessa's point earlier about uh, doing a bit on a, a Lazy River um, uh, drinking one of these makes me wonder how much of these are purchased ironically. Like how much is like, like ah, oh, this will be kind of funny to get some fucking Smirnoff peach bellinis and, uh, you know, we'll have this yeah, in the barbecue. Sure. I don't know. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they do factor in ironic purchases to their <laughs> bottom line every year. <laughs> Um, what if you, like, started buying these ironically, and then you went to AA ironically? <laughs> Whoa, I just can't stop drinking like, uh, them. Whoa. I got really heavy into this bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it ruined my family. <laughs> I got fired because of the bit. I'm half here for real. Yeah. I got into a bit-related auto accident. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you were just drinking and driving. <laughs> Me not driving home is a bit. I right, have yeah. to blow into my car. It's this great bit that I came up with. Uh, okay, cool. Well, uh, well, hey, if you uh, yeah, hit us up online. Uh, the hashtag JJGo if you've had any good malt beverages this summer, ironically or otherwise, that you'd like us to know about. And uh, we're going to keep enjoying these when we go to our next segment uh, coming up very soon on uh, Jordan Jesse Go. Don't go away. La, la, la. Ty is a pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words, it's it's in a very show-offy way. Gyro. Gyro. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Ayers Rock. Uluru. (laughs) (laughs) What you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with real cases. They call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real people's court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's internet court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. It's Jordan Jessigo. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Nick Weiger, Hearthstone player. 
Vanessa Ramos, Chief of, Chief of Parrot Surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Uh, another great round of nicknames. Uh, so, yeah, so um, a few things to address, some housekeeping. Uh, some people have been letting us know about this online. Uh, we've been kind of having having some fun this summer with the concept of the summer boy. Uh, this, of course, is based on something an Uber driver said to me. Uh, he said specifically that when I was wearing shorts, I looked like a real summer boy. And we've been kind of using that to uh, inspire people to have a lot of fun this summer, uh, to to try new things, to, to, to chill and grill, to just, you know, in general, enjoy life a little bit more. And uh, a lot of people have been doing that, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, but it has... Uh, squashed one of our other annual holidays here on Jordan Jesse Go, and that's Anal August. So uh, I know we haven't set it up to this point, but happy Anal August to everybody. Uh, this, of course, is based on the popular sign that they hang outside the pleasure chest on Santa Monica Boulevard every August, wishing you a happy Anal August. Uh, I will say that I drove by the pleasure chest to see what their Anal August sign was this year, uh, and it's it didn't contain the phrase analogous, which made me disappointed. It just said, I'll be your power bottom. And while that is still in the spirit of Anal August, it didn't have the phrasing, which made me a little disappointed. Yeah. It's like if it's t- Toyota-thon and they don't actually use Toyota-thon. They're like, uh, have a Camry New Year. It's yeah. It's like, well, okay, but that's not the the thing I'm expecting. Sure, I, exactly. I get where you're coming from, but to me, like, the new one seems very, like, almost spiritual. Like, it seems like the anal, <laughs> well, no, it seems like the anal sex version of, like, when there was only one set of footprints in the sand, he was carrying me. Oh. So, I get what they're going for, and I yeah. touched. Yeah, and, you know, and I, I know that, you know, at this point. Specifically in the anus. <laughs> right. And I know at this point, you know, they've been doing analogous for a while, and you need to switch it up and, and you know I kind of get that this is a little more of an artistic you know abstract expression but still I'm a you know I'm a purist at heart and uh, you know just like you know people who you know uh, move to the uh, move to the west coast and miss uh, and miss a white Christmas I miss an explicit analog sign. <laughs> Um, but you know what? I'm happy to be anybody's power bottom any day. So uh, I guess I can. I guess I can get on board with that too. Uh, I actually called uh, the pleasure chest to see if they would, uh, you know, they could get somebody in here. Like maybe we could have somebody for the show today to kind of explain the promotion. Uh, you know, just talk about how people can like celebrate the rest of Anal August. Um, and, you know, we weren't able to get anything uh, done in time. Maybe in a future, uh, maybe in one of the other episodes uh, coming up this month, we'll be able to do something. No promises. Uh, but I called them. And this is, I should be clear, this is a sex store. Um, I called them and I said... Uh, Wait a minute. This place called The Pleasure Chest <laughs> that has a marquee advertising anal August is a sex store? <laughs> I know old Quaker Weiger over here uh, who's never even been to a strip club. Um, let me spell it out for you, buddy. Um, uh, so I called and just said, hi, um, this is kind of a weird request, but do you guys have anybody that does press, like it could do a podcast? And then I thought to myself... This is the least weird thing this guy has heard all day. (laughs) (laughs) This guy sells dildos with various prongs. Do you have a dildo that looks like Shrek's fist? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also, will you come on my podcast? Yeah. What if you get one of the crow's feet stuck in your upper urethra? (laughs) A podcast, you sicko. (laughs) Don't ever call here again. Um, but anyways, um, that aside, uh, we are still a, still celebrating the summer of the summer boy. Uh, people still have, in theory, called in with momentous occasions. Uh, I don't know what the calls are today. Um, 
you may think for two reasons. One, that our our, uh, our usual producer, Brian, is out. Uh, two, uh, I don't uh, care enough to get it organized in advance. So uh, what you are getting is a random grab bag of calls, and I still think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I already did a little bit of prep for the show. I went to BevMo and bought all these malt beverages, so don't get on my ass for not listening <laughs> to the calls ahead of time, you motherfuckers. And Florida's a swamp. If you live there, you're a swamp person. It's a literal swamp. Uh, sorry, I've had a little too much Bellini and I've gotten feisty. Uh, but yeah, call grab bag coming up. Uh, hey, why don't, you, uh, why don't you play the first call for us? Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and Guest. Calling from St. Louis with my, with my summer boy story. Yesterday I went on a 100-mile bike ride, included two trips on a ferry, and lunch at a patio bar out by the river. Oh, and then afterwards, I met a girl for the first date, and we had sex till 3 a.m. Is that does, it? Does he want us to high five him? Like I don't. Yeah. Here, I'm. I guess I would. I would be worried that. Uh, I, I want. I mean, surely you bathed after the bike ride before the sex. I, I gotta say, like you know, I think this whole call was a stealth brag for this hundred mile yes. bike ride. Yeah, which is you know. <laughs> Pretty. I, I, he was trying to act like, oh, this is a brag about me having sex for the first date, but really. Yeah. But also, I'm strong and powerful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, I've been on a ferry before, too, so no. <laughs> yeah, here. yeah. Uh, oh, you boat travel. Okay, <laughs> all right. You live by a port. Congratulations. Uh, and you know what? Sex till 3 a.m., that's only impressive if I know when you started. Yeah. <laughs> we had sex from 2.50 to 3 a.m. You watch TV until the When by Chaz Dean commercial came on and decided, why not? Yeah, so then you had Sleepy Missionary for nine <laughs> minutes. Then we watched uh, Byron Allen's Comics Unleashed. <laughs> so, you went on a bike ride recently. What's that like? That's <laughs> Byron Allen setting him up for his bike ride yeah. material. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I appreciate that. I appreciate that this guy is combining uh, fitness and nautical travel and uh, <laughs> getting his dick wet. If the criteria is, we're judging this on how much of a summer activity this is, correct? Something like yeah, that? or how much this guy is seizing the day. I guess it's certainly it, it carpe diem. It is quite. It sounds like quite a day. It sounds sure. like a very memorable day. And you know, I've. Uh, uh, to brag a little myself, I've ridden, I've done the hundred mile bike race a couple of times at the Solvang Century, which is oh. a thing it, it, years ago. But sure. I've done that a couple of times. It's it's a lot. Riding a hundred miles in one day on a bicycle is uh, daunting. It's quite a challenge. So that's impressive. Um, and uh, yeah, it sounds like he had a good, good. I guess a good. What do we say? This is a good summer day, summer boy experience? <laughs> yeah. Is this, is this summer boy or summer oi that was bad? I don't know. I'm, I, I guess we'll I'm... just say summer boy so we don't have to say the second one ever again. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's just say, oh, yeah. No, I, I think this is a pretty good summer boy activity. Yeah, again, you know, the, 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 the bragging part of it, I could do without. Uh, but yeah, but 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 ultimately, it seems like this guy did uh, did uh, grab life by its uh, what have yous. Also, what happened to making love? Thank he you. Had yep. sex you know with her what? After that, thank bike you. Ride. Thank you. You get her a Smirnoff peach Bellini. Sure. You treat her right. <laughs> you you fill a bathtub with Smirnoff ice, peach Bellini, and you bathe that woman. <laughs> I would like to bathe a lover in Bellini. That seems kind of nice. How satisfying must it be to, like, say something like Vanessa just said um, in the context of, like, a Maury Povich taping and then just get a standing ovation from the audience, you know? <laughs> that would be so fucking That'd rad. Be so awesome. <laughs> that would be so rad. Um, 
Oh, you know, you know what I was thinking would be really satisfying that I have not done? I've never been on the local news. Have either oh, of sure. you been on the local news? No. no. I've been in the – I was in the – I was misquoted in the Long Beach Press-Telegram. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> they did a report you on – You said the quote was racism is great, yeah. <laughs> and you said it was bad. <laughs> it was more misattributed, I guess is the okay. better word. It's, um, they interviewed my brother – Nate Weiger, I'm Nick Weiger, so, you know, they get their ends confused. And um, they didn't interview me, but they attributed my brother's quotes uh, uh, to me. Sure. So it looked like I had said, the, it doesn't matter, who cares? But the thing it was is I was in middle school, and there was this article in the local paper, and it was a report on my Boy Scout troop. Hmm. So all of a sudden, all my middle school knew my dark secret, which was that I was a practicing Boy Scout, oh. which is, you know, pretty... Socially ostracizing, I feel like, for a middle school kid. I don't know if it is still today, but it certainly was, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and this wasn't like, you didn't like wear your uniform to school no. or anything when you had a jamboree. No, I was living two lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I modeled a tacky shoe in the San Antonio Express News. Wow. My face wasn't in it, but my foot was. Do you remember the shoe? Um, I don't remember what kind of shoe it was. I just know it was gold and tacky. Okay. And how did you? How do you secure a job shoe modeling for the local paper? Well, normally when someone says you have nice feet, you're like, yeah, save it for the internet. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just someone like like through a friend, and she was like, hey, you know, what size shoe do you wear, and this or that, whatever. And I had to show up, and some like three people looked at my feet, and one dude was like, All right. they they try to play it cool and be like, all right, well, thank you for coming in. And then they call you back and be like, "We love your feet." We'd like to offer you the position like, of shoe wearer. Wow! Of someone who stands up while we get a camera close to your foot. Well, congratulations! Thank I mean, you. that's uh, that's still. I mean, really... it's no Nate Weiger accomplishment. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we still got uh, we still got a couple left in the it grab bag. It said my name in point two font. You know what? That's <laughs> that's funny that it said the name. When yeah. do you? That's, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that seems like more credit than a foot model usually gets. Yeah. Well, Is congratulations. Yeah, good uh, <laughs> good representation. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, let's hear the next uh, call in the uh, telephone grab bag. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, guests. Just calling in with a momentous occasion. So I just moved to Huntington Beach, which is pretty <clears throat> much the most Orange County town in Orange County. And this morning on my way into work, I met my neighbor who was wearing a social distortion shirt. Introduced himself as O.C. Mark, and then got into his lifted pickup and drove away. And the first thing I thought of was that sounded exactly like Jordan's description of every dude in Orange County. So, thanks a lot, guys. How's it going? Yeah, boy, that is on the nose. Fantastic. <laughs> Nick and I grew up uh, in kind of similar zones. Is that the track for you, O.C. Mark? You know, I was uh, a couple weekends ago. Uh, my wife and I went down to meet uh, my parents. My parents live in Oceanside. We live in Santa Monica. So we kind of sometimes do a halfway meeting point somewhere in Orange County. And we met in uh, Huntington Beach, mm-hmm. where, which he just uh, sure. the, the, the town he just uh, called out. Um, and yeah, it was. we met at like a burger restaurant. The number of like guys wearing MMA gear, just like eating, <laughs> eating brunch on a Saturday morning was like staggering. Yeah. It's like you just look around, just like all these guys are just, you know, got like a, a team, uh, what's the... Strike force. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. team gear for their MMA studio. Um, and, you know... Team em- chode punch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it really is, and I really think there is, 
there there have been certainly I think the series The OC and the movie Orange County were kind of talking about kind of like the rich um, side of of or of of OC yeah. life, which I think is is inter- an interesting thing to shed life on, light on. You know, the the kind of people who have money um, and and choose to live in Orange County, but I think also too kind of the the working class Orange County sector is just like a really interesting segment of the population. It's basically just like you know, rednecks who have access to the beach. And, sure, yeah. And, and it's just like... So have a jet ski instead of an ATV. Yeah, or yeah. in addition to, they can have both. Yeah, and it, it's it's a really interesting demographic that I feel like there's there's some work of fiction yet to be written, perhaps by OC native Jordan Morris, sure. uh, about this, uh, this, uh, this, this group of people. She's going to call them the swamp people of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, um, I just start calling myself OC Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Should grab a social DT. Um, oh, I think all three of us are fans of the television program Bar Rescue. One hundred percent. Great, it's a great program. The turn best. Up, I would say if you want to watch it, turn on Spike at any point. <laughs> uh, it's either him or Adam Carolla yelling at a contractor yeah. who doesn't speak English. <laughs> right. Yes, that is usually what goes on on Spike, and then a King Tut miniseries apparently. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I think that I really love the bar rescue episodes that are set in Orange County because that is the first time I have seen that on TV yeah. accurately. Just that kind of, right, that special kind of like fun dirt bag. Uh, yeah, and I think that, you know, when you do see Orange County on TV, it is, you know, talking about the, you know, wealthy, you know, Laguna children Beach, of... Beach, you know. Yeah, yeah, the, the too much money, you, you know, gadabouts. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, neck tattoo... Uh, shit bags that, uh, totally. that 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 need to be represented. The too. guys who are j- in the gym just doing bicep curls, sure, and uh, you know have big beer guts and wear <laughs> sleeveless shirts and have huge arms. Yeah, they've got yeah, and they they've got nice tans, um, and uh, they they own wave runners. It's it's just like yeah, it's, it's such an interesting uh, uh, group of people. And I think that and I think the, the I think really what we're saying is here is that hopefully next week's guest will be OC Mark. Uh, if anybody <laughs> knows him, I mean, if the caller is listening and can get in touch with OC Mark, please uh, have him uh, have him give us a call. We'd love to talk to him. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe he can shed some light as to whether or not he thinks uh, Social D got worse when Mike Ness got clean. I don't know. <laughs> some people say that. Some people say that uh, that white light, white heat, white heat, white trash was a uh, uh, was a was a downward slide for them. I don't know. I'm not going to weigh in yet. Uh, great. Well, I think we have one more call in the call grab bag. Let's uh, let's hear it. Hey, JJ, good. This is Mike in DC. It's a momentous occasion. Um, I'm walking to work and I saw a car drive by. It was for one of those services that will come and pick up your dog's poop from the lawn. And the phone number was on the side of the car, and it was 877-POOP-911. That was the greatest phone number I've ever seen. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Bye-bye. This guy said, this guy described the service like it was something that I would have heard of. I didn't yeah. know this existed. This is one of those things, because I, I, I showed you this, Jordan, and um, there, there's a service. I, I feel like the new... We've talked about this before, uh, the two of us, where it feels like the new tech thing is Uber for blank. Like, it's like, this is Uber for some news. And this sounds like Uber for dog, uh, dog do pickup. Um, 
And uh, uh, this was one where it's like, uh, it, but I saw a service recently that was like basically Uber for taking out your trash. Yeah. So the idea of like they would go into your house, bundle up your garbage from the trash can, and then take it out to the curb, which is like, why do you need like an app for that? Uh, but yeah, I, I had no idea this thing existed. Yeah, I am definitely, uh, I'm definitely an old man when it comes to that. Of comes like, just do that yourself. Yeah. You fucking baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, interesting. Well, uh, Poop 911. It was a uh, was an awful day. I think we all remember where we were <laughs> yeah. when Poop 911 happened. So I don't understand who's have who's the summer boy in that. Is it the dog that's the summer boy? Uh, they I, just kind of can shit wherever they want. And someone else this deals with it. Falls into another category of call we get, which is momentous occasion. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, but uh, yeah, I think in that situation, the dog is the summer boy because he's know, living how it up. Summer goes, you shit where you want, and someone else deals <laughs> sure, with it. Sure, and then your owner has an app. Also, in all fairness, I'm sure it was poop nine one one. Sure, <laughs> like a poop emergency. Yeah, it's yeah. a choice to read it as poop nine one one. Yeah, yeah, that's your baggage, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll be right back on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Nick Weiger, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan. Who? Vanessa Ramos, Chinese immigrant. <laughs> um, so we are, uh, we are um, uh, approaching the wrap-up of the show, but uh, we've all had these various malt beverages uh, by our chairs uh, since we've opened them. Uh, let's, let's talk about how we are feeling. We've, both, we've all been kind of absent-mindedly drinking them, yeah. as I, I'm sure you can tell by the uh, slurring that's made its <laughs> way into the show. Um, but let's, let's, let's talk about where we are, which one you've drank the most of, and what your, what your state is right now. Uh, well, uh, you know, I rather presciently predicted that I'd be finished with uh, all three of these. I'm as terrible as this is, I'm I'm still about three quarters of the way done with this Bud Light Strawberita, and I finished the other two. The oh wow, yeah, the, the Mike's hard. Um, yeah, like I was just saying uh, during the break to the two of you, it's not a good sign when you have what feels like a hangover headache while you're drinking. And I feel like that's what I have now. I've just like I've skipped fun buzz. Yeah, I've skipped that. I don't have the fun buzz. I just have like a headache and I just feel like, you know, my vision is blurred and I just generally feel unpleasant. You've skipped fun buzz and gone right to mad at wife. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm halfway done with the Bellini. I'm almost done with the Mike's classic margarita. Um, I had a physical last week. I'm in perfect health. I just peed blood. <laughs> so I don't know which one of the three did it, but hard to say. Hard to say. Yeah, uh, I uh, I maybe couldn't. I had to keep an eye on my drinking a little bit as 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 the, I'm the one who drove here. But I have almost finished with the Bellini. I have not touched the other ones. Uh, yeah, it's been a it, it's been it's been fun to sip on. But uh, yeah, my mouth now tastes like uh, it's uh, just been full of starbursts. And uh, yeah, I feel a little, uh, a little bit of uh, wooziness, like I, um, you know, I was just kicked. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, all in all, uh, malt beverages get a big get out of here. <laughs> we have not, we haven't figured out the rating scale yet. We'll we'll fix this in post. Um, 
Uh, well, great. Uh, this has been uh, this has been a ton of fun. Um, thank you to everyone who uh, who gave us a call, who's been suggesting uh, various malt beverages to drink, even though they were terrible. Um, Nick, uh, as we mentioned a couple of times, you have a great podcast called The Doughboys thank with you. our pal Mike Mitchell, who uh, Jordan Jesse Go fans might remember as being on the show a couple of months back. Uh, it's sincerely a great show. I really love listening to that. it, thank and I, I think it it makes it makes eating more fun, and it really uh, has I think enriched my life because. I I like hearing about how much you guys love food. I like trying it myself. It's uh, it's a real joy. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you can uh, yeah check out the show. It's on Feral Audio. Uh, you can follow uh, the show's uh, Twitter account at Doughboys Pod. Yeah, and uh, Vanessa, you are uh, you are on Twitter, and as always, are a delight on there. Um, I think we were talking about your is your moniker still the Kate Middleton of Arby's? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there are often imitators. Somebody, um, like, followed me and then changed their bio to the Kate Middleton of Wendy's. Mm. Don't be fooled. Yeah. She's not about that Full life. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yes, you are... Uh, At that Ramos girl. That's it. Which, and... I, real quick, is a stupid name, but when I back when I used to do stand-up, um, a lot of people, like, mostly guys, wouldn't learn names, so they'd be like, ah, you, that Ramos girl. Sure. So, so it was functional at the time. It was functional at the time. Now I just seem like an idiot. It's a handle. No, I think it's. I think it's a fine handle as far as Thank like you. jokey handles go. It's great. You're not. You know. You know. Uh, whatever. Juggalo 420 a, or something. I would give it a get out of here or whatever. <laughs> right. It's on our fake uh, scale. Uh, yeah. Do you know who actually has at Vanessa Ramos? Probably someone in the Inland Empire that's 14. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good guess. Uh, but you're writing for a television program as we speak. It's called uh, Superstore. Indeed. It will be on NBC at some point. NBC in the spring. Yeah. Uh, also, I wrote for uh, Border Town on Fox, which airs January 3rd. Hey, there you go. Yeah. There's a date you can put on your cal right now for some quality television. Uh, yes, Jesse Thorne, uh, back next week in theory. Um, and... Uh, uh, yeah, so thank you everybody who listens. Uh, why don't you uh, hashtag JJGo on Twitter if you want to talk about the show with other fans and uh, or maybe suggest some uh, malt beverages for a future malt beverage episode. Uh, like the show on Facebook. Uh, and hey, uh, tell a friend. If you like it, uh, like the show, tell a friend. Maybe, uh, maybe put up a nice note on social media in a way that um, a normal person could understand. That's not just a big old inside joke. Uh, great. That's all. Thanks for listening. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.